this episode is going to be like three hours <laughs> looking at the outline. <laughs> here we go. So it's Taylor from the future here working on editing this episode. And turns out Maddie was right. This episode ended up being way too long to edit and get posted on time. So we decided to release it in two parts. Today is going to be the top secret tips about running a sale. And then next week we will do a full episode that is all the Q&A questions that we received about running a sale specifically. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be doing another Top Secret Tips episode. So this one is going to be all about running a sale. Yes, we talked a little bit how in our last episode, how we ran a sale towards the end of April, and it really turned around our month. We did a full episode on running a sale a while ago, but we've learned quite a few new tips and tricks that we wanted to share. And these top secret posh tips episode are some of our favorite to record and they are some of our most popular episodes. Definitely. So before we get into the tips, what's going on this week? Yes. Um, so big milestone for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But I did finally meet the criteria to become a posh ambassador too so check out that gold star on my profile oh my (laughs) gosh i'm running over there right now (laughs) (laughs) yes and it kind of ties into my second update because i'm in like a group chat on instagram with some of the other resellers in phoenix i know i've mentioned that sometimes there's a little network of Phoenix resellers that sometimes we like get together or do different things. And we have this group chat on Instagram. Someone in it was like, hey, is anyone going to the Poshmark happy hour happening in Scottsdale next week? And I hadn't heard about that. So I like was checking through the Poshmark events, like not seeing anything. And then through some of the other messages people were sending, I realized that you had to have an invite in order to attend. And the first priority was they sent it out to Posh Ambassador twos. So I went to my account and I have, I meet all the rest of the criteria. We did a full episode talking about like what that criteria is, but there's like certain shipping time, certain rating, all this different stuff you have to meet, certain amount of sales per quarter. And I was green on all of that, but I was missing the check mark for completing the 20,000 community shares. So, yeah, I've been kind of chipping away at that. We'll get into this a little later, but I know in our last episode, sorry to keep referencing back, but we mentioned (laughs) that we listened to the Thrifter Sisters episode with Grateful Posture and her talking about how she like believes in doing community shares. And both Maddie and I have been testing out that a little bit. So since I have been trying that out, that has helped me 
get my community shares up because I've been doing like a few hundred of them per day for the last week or two. So I was still like a, like a thousand away or something from hitting it. And I'm like, dang it, I want to go to this happy hour. So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, so we were driving to Sedona. We had some family visiting this week and I was like manually doing the last a thousand shares while we were in the car to try to hit it on the day that everyone was getting these invitations. So I finally hit it. So I'm officially Posh Ambassador too, but unfortunately I still haven't seen an invite to the happy hour come through. So I don't know what to do about that. It's on Thursday. Hopefully yeah. they'll reach I know. out with a last minute invite yeah. or something. I'm hoping it goes live for like other people soon. And then I did try to pull some strings. I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> but I know we mentioned that I had won the like Heart and Hustle grant a while ago here. Yeah. And part of that is they add you to like a Poshmark Discord, like group chat with like all the other previous Heart and Hustle winners. And there's a few like Poshmark employees that like moderate the chat or like give information or ask questions and I like tagged one of them and I'm like hey like I'm really trying to go to this happy hour um what can we do to get too (laughs) I would love to network with other poshers I'd love to go I like kept reiterating how I would love to go is there any way I could get an invite but no one's got back to me yet but I just sent that yesterday so Hmm. still hopeful oh yeah or at the door, you know, I'm going to be like, I am a heart hustle. <laughs> I think you should just show up and then be shocked. Like, I know one of my good friends, she was like, Hey, are you going to the happy hour? Like on the side, she texted me and I'm yeah. like, I do really want to go, but I haven't got the invite. Uh, and she's going, so she's like, well, we could just try to go. And you know, worst case, we can just go somewhere else if it doesn't work, but come on. You, yeah. Keep trying. I'm going to try <laughs> to get in. When we were in Dallas a couple weeks ago, me and Macy, I we randomly saw on Instagram that they had they were doing the posh they're doing these posh happy hours like they're popping up everywhere. Like one was in Dallas a few weeks ago when we when we were there, but obviously none of us three were posh investor twos at the time, so we did, our invites right. must have just got lost in the mail. <laughs> um, so from the, some of the people on Instagram that said they attended that, I think it was like an open bar and it looked like so cute how they had it decorated. And that's at a really cool place in Scottsdale for this one. So I really want to go if I can. Ooh. Check it out. I'm highly interested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my uh, updates for the week. What is new with you? Yeah, like you were saying, we're trying out the sharing to the parties. I've been keeping a note when I share to the parties and I'm trying to do it every day, at least once a day. So then we can kind of circle back and see if it's actually doing anything for our closets. So I'm really curious, you know, how that's going to go, but still in the beginning stages of that. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like we said it, we said before, like the community shares is something that we've always kind of been more on the side of uh i don't know if it's like worth the time spent doing it for the payoff but right posher swears by it i started trying it out a little bit after that episode came out and i started kind of experimenting with it on my own there's a few different factors at play i have been consistently listing plus we both had like our big sales at the end of the month so i'm like i it's hard to know exactly what is helping but i did have some of my best weeks when i was doing it so we're a little bit interested and yeah playing around with that and to clarify she is um she's sharing other people's items from parties but she's also doing like 
sharing her own items to everyone like multiple times a day as well yes i guess i was a little fuzzy on that before listening to the thrifter sisters episode but like that is she is doing both because at first i thought she was just sharing to the parties and i was like how is this yeah (laughs) doing it i don't want to speak for her here but i think she agrees like sharing your own items is still like the top thing but you seeing it seeming like it's worth her time share other people's listings from the parties because a lot of those people will like share her items back or visit her closet and share her top four or five items in her closet then it's just kind of a way to get like more eyes on her closet which is interesting one thing i was noticing with it is like if you do that then you know people start sharing items from your closet and like you were saying it's like the top four items that show up like when you open your closet so like I keep having to check to make sure those four items are like really good items that are like <laughs> being yeah. shared. Cause yeah. one time my closet stopped at a weird spot and I was yeah. like, these are the four <laughs> that people are really <laughs> putting out there. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. No, I, I totally like it, it doesn't do anything when it comes to like getting, like, obviously it's been proven that, and we've talked about this before where like, when you share someone else's listings, it doesn't share it to the top of the just shared search. But with everything going on with search right now, the the, the main thing that she was saying that she sees from doing it is like the just getting more eyes on your closet. They come into your closet. They look at the top four things and share them and, and so on and so forth. Just getting more eyes on your closet. Right. We're both trying it out. Yeah. Test it out. It's we're fun to try out. out different methods, especially ones that we've in the past been like, not doing at all yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> always willing There's... to try something new <laughs> yeah exactly definitely um i had a little bit of a heartbreaker moment this week as well so i had a pair of a goldie jeans sell during my name your own price sale and i had them listed on mercari as well and i made the fatal mistake of not deleting the mercari listing immediately after it sold And then they sold yesterday for a very high price (laughs) that I, of course, then had to cancel because those goldies are long gone at this point. Yeah. Oh, that just burns. But also, I mean, it sucks for that specific listing, but it makes me like hopeful for my other listings on Mercari. Like I have a pair of a goldie jean shorts and like some other similar styles where it's like people are willing to pay up on Mercari. Yeah. it's interesting. Had to cancel that order, but um, hopefully more to come on Mercari. We'll get into that later. I know we had some questions about that because it's like, obviously when you run a sale, sometimes you do accept a little lower than what you were maybe had in mind originally. Right. And some of this comes to the territory where then you might get, you know, if you don't <laughs> check the cross listings, you're going to have a heartbreaking moment. The yeah. same thing happened to me this week too. I literally like we were just setting up our microphones to record this episode and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sell Mercari. Yeah. Uh, leather blazer, one of those like early 2000s style, kind of like Matrix style, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it's the one that I got at the bins. It's in our bins hall with Yumi and Macy. Yeah. And someone bought it full price on Mercari for 108 Oh. And I sold it during the sale in like a bundle for like way less. So <laughs> yeah. Still made a good profit on it with the sale, but oh, now I have to cancel that Mercari offer. And yeah, that's sad. It just hurts. 
Um, to keep going with the theme of grateful posture, because now we're just obsessed, apparently. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I was talking about in the last episode. Another one of her tips is just like keeping like a gratitude journal. She was saying specifically for like Poshmark and reselling, but I have been doing that this week. I've only done it like a couple times, like ev- like every few days of just like writing down things you're grateful for. Yeah. It has been so nice. Like I highly recommend even once a week or something just, and I noticed like mine are like kind of similar, like from yeah. the different days, but it just kind of puts you in a good headspace, even just for that, like. 10 minutes that you're working on it of just like resetting. So that's been something I like really want to keep going. I bought just like a little plain, it's literally just a note notebook that's like little and cute off Amazon yeah. to like have that as the journal rather than like my notes app. But yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> I totally recommend too. I go through phases where I like have a notebook that I keep in my nightstand. I'm like so bad about it. Like once in a while, I'll go through like a phase where like for like a month, I'm like into doing that. And yeah, yeah. it does really help. It, it kind of makes you stop and like look for things to be grateful for every day. It just kind of changes your mindset a little bit, which I really like. And then right. one thing I was doing in mind was just writing down like goals for the future. And I recently found the notebook and it was just so weird how like focusing on what you're thankful for and like, what you're like focusing on for the future like one of my goals that I had written down was I want to make $2,000 a month on Poshmark. And I wrote that down like right when we started. And it seemed like when I wrote it, it seemed like that's impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, I love that. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like write really like specific idea. things. Like we definitely yeah. didn't this. This is like a thing like many like lifestyle <laughs> we have made life coach up. people talk about. <laughs> yeah. We invented manifesting. <laughs> no, definitely not. But yeah, like writing down. Oh my God. Mine is like, it's, it's actually weird though. Cause like I literally in one of them wrote, I want to have a house with a lemon tree and I have a lemon tree. Like what? Wow. That's specific. Yeah. It's dated. Wow. <laughs> I love so. that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And even like the gra- the gratitude journal, I think that's fine to do it in phases of like, you know, get the gratitude going again and then you're yeah. good for a while. <laughs> you're good for a while and then you realize you're kind of starting to take things for granted and break your back out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I need to break my back out soon. Honestly, so. <laughs> One more update. So we will be going to next weekend so it is our sister macy's 21st birthday next weekend and i'm sure everyone knows macy at this point she's a big friend of the show always featured on our instagram and has been on some of our episodes specifically our, about the bins that's like i was just gonna niche, say apparently. like our bin specialist <laughs> she did make that comment one time she's like why am i always on the bins episodes <laughs> but sorry sorry <laughs> it's funny But yeah, we're going to Vegas next weekend. You know, she's turning 21. We're a little bit older than 21, let's just say. And some of her friends are going to be going. And it's like, what do we possibly wear? I have no idea. Like, it's probably going to be really hot. But then it's like, you're inside the casinos and stuff. So it's going to be cold. Like, are we going all out with the outfits? I have no idea. I've been texting you all day. Like, what do we wear to this? What do we, we decided, do? <laughs> we just need to be on the same page with each other. If it's like trying to be serving looks, looking amazing, that's one way we could go. Or we could just be like, we're old. It's going to be it is some 21-year-olds with us. We can just be 
a little more on the chuggy side that's fine too so i mean my husband said he's wearing a suit so like also there's that so like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know what's going on with this group (laughs) i know i haven't even told rick about that yet because rick was probably just gonna wear his new lululemon shorts he just got but now he's probably gonna want to wear a suit too (laughs) for sure but either way, we're just excited because we get to see each other again in person. We're on like a great streak. Yeah. So stay tuned for updates. Oh, also, pretty sure Grateful Posture is based out of Vegas. So <gasps> we're not talking you. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Sorry, we're like obsessed with you now. But... We, become, we talk about you on our podcast every week and then we show up in your town. Like, I'm sorry. We didn't plan this. <laughs> this is a weird coincidence. <laughs> That's really but Anyway, funny. if you want to go to the bins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us. We're kind of mixing things up in this episode. We're going to talk about the main event today. And then next week, we will answer all of the Q&A questions that we received about running a sale. But without further ado, here are our top secret tips to running a sale. I feel like there should be a sound effect there. <laughs> da, 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 top secret tips. This is the voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's another thing. Sorry, we've been on a big Thrifter Sisters promo kick lately on this podcast. But they have a theme song, and that is cool. We are jealous. Our theme song that we always, like, joke is our theme song is just saying Sisters Who Posh to the tune of The Voice theme song. Yeah. Sisters Who Posh! Yeah, so that's our theme song. That might be a season four thing of getting the theme song together because, I mean... What like, are we waiting for? That is cool. What are we yeah. waiting for? We could sing it. Come I know. On. Come on. Put me in. Okay. Back to the tips. <laughs> or beginning the tips. <laughs> okay. So we have five tips related to running the sale. Like we said, we had a whole episode in season two about how to run a sale. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely check that out as well. But these are a little bit more specific like once you've already know the basics to running a sale. Mm. So mm. yes, we did do a full episode on running a sale. That kind of talks more about the bones of, of how it, we do I would it. Say. Yeah. Yeah. The outline. Yeah. These are like all of our top secret tips episodes, the like the deep cuts, the secret, not obvious stuff. Right. The things we were doing while we were running a sale, but didn't really like realize it was one of the steps that it was like a secret step so the first one is to share some of your stale items to the top of your poshmark closet and then also make sure the top like 10 to 15 items go together they kind of make sense together it's not just a bunch of whoa 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 what we forgot a key element of Top Secret Posh Tips that I'm just now realizing. Oh, the names! We never named them, and that was going to be our new thing. Oh, so this one's called the Put Your Best Foot Forward. Wow. Thank you so much for stopping me. <laughs> but yes, the Put Your Best Foot Forward is to share your stale items to the top and then also like rearrange the top 10 to 15 items so they look good together. There's not like a bunch of like bold prints that like look wonky together or like a winter coat next to jean shorts like unless that's a look that I don't know about like I don't know if that's what people are looking for and then also to the top of your closet putting some of the stuff that's like 
really good items that maybe you like found at the bins or like for a really low cost. So you would be okay with parting for it for like lower than you have it listed, obviously, but it's still like a really good like brand that people know about or something. So it's like, if you found like good American jeans at the bins, that's one of the things that I put at the top of my closet during a sale. A good pro of this tip too, is by putting 10 to 15 items at the top of your closet that are like items you're trying to focus on getting rid of during the sale. You could do definitely more than 15 if you want to, too. I did like a whole bunch on top. That way you're kind of burying the stuff that you kind of don't want to sell on the sale. That's like you paid up for and you're hoping to get a really, really good flip. Yeah, we find when people are shopping the sale, they are actually like going to your closet and looking through it a little bit. So you want to like merchandise your closet that way. And when you're arranging the items, like Maddie said, care about like what's next to each other. Try to like create little outfits or create like colors that look nice together. It's going to make your closet look like it's putting its best foot forward. Like it's the most attractive to the customer that it can be. Or like if you took a bunch of modeling pictures that are like the same exact pose or like background putting all of those together even it just kind of makes your closet look more organized give a cohesive look yeah all right our second top secret posh tip for running a sale we're titling it the setting your clocks back little daylight savings time reference but for this tip this is for if you specifically are using a sharing tool such as posher va and specifically one that you're able to set so that way when people like an item that it sends them an offer we've found that it can be a little confusing for customers if you are sending out that you're having a sale and then they start liking a bunch of items from your closet while they're browsing and then if you have posture va for example like us we have it set that it's like after like 10 minutes or five minutes yeah. or something they'll get an offer for like 20 percent off and it can be confusing especially if you're having like a name your own price sale and then they start liking a bunch of stuff in your closet and then they start getting like all these offers of 20% off coming to them. And they're like, um, I was kind of expecting to get a lower price than that. And also I thought I was naming the price. Right. You. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the setting the clocks back is a tip that we have started implementing during a sale where we will edit our posture VA settings so that it will still send an offer out, but rather than being only after 10 minutes, we really stretch it out and we have it send after 240 minutes so four hours it'll send them a 40 percent off offer 40 to 50 percent i think is like kind of what we're aiming for with the name your own price sale to sell items at and so we're sending out that 40 percent offer after four hours that way if they start liking a bunch of stuff and then they end up ghosting and not actually sending you an offer it'll have a safety net for us that it still sends them a extra discounted offer a little later on in the day. Yeah. So then it's like if they had liked a bunch of items, didn't do anything with it, it's still like a reminder of, hey, like 40% off is a good price. You know what I mean? Percentage off. Like, yeah. Kind of getting them maybe back looking at your closet and thinking about purchasing. Definitely. I feel like 40% is like the perfect amount depending on how you have your pricing structured but for us i feel like it's a good amount where we still even have a little wiggle room where we would maybe even go a little lower but right. that way we're not like sending our rock bottom price out and they could accept it at 40 percent and we're happy or they could counter for a little lower and we'd probably still accept all right tip number three is called the needle in the haystack so this tip has to do with those non-brand items which 
we even had a listener question recently about them of like how to get people to notice these items without the brand. It's so hard. So during a sale, like no brand, no problem. People will find these items somehow. It's amazing. So the tip is to move these. It's kind of rearranging your closet again. So rearranging to put some of these non-brand items higher up in your closet. So then when they're get the message saying like, name your own price sale. They see these items mixed in with your branded items and they can kind of see how it would look with other items. And it really just draws interest to those items since we're directing traffic directly to our closet rather than them searching for like free people shirt. Our closet happens to have that. And sometimes they don't even really get to our closet from the search. They just get to that one item of ours. So yeah, the needle in the haystack tip is to move those non-branded items or closer to the top of your closet so they're easier for buyers to find during the sale. Yeah, for us when we're running a sale, that's like one of the only times where we're putting a lot of effort into like sending messages to direct people directly to our closets. So this is like those items' best chance of moving. Definitely. So yeah, we like spotlighting them during a sale. The fourth top secret tip, we're calling it bin it to win it. (laughs) So when you're having a sale, one thing we've realized is it's a really good idea in preparation for the sale, especially if you don't normally go to the bins as part of your regular sourcing strategy to maybe check it out or check out some sourcing option where you have a very low cost of goods So it doesn't have to be the bins. Like if you have regular Goodwills by you, like a lot of them have like a dollar day or something like that, prioritize spending time stocking up on some items to list that you didn't spend very much money on as far as cost of goods. Because what we've noticed is during a sale, we will have people bundle items. And if if we have some items in our closet that we didn't spend a lot of money on that we're willing to let go for a pretty low price, that can help the shoppers create bundles. They have like maybe a pair of a Goldie jeans and then two bins items. And then they send us an offer for like $75. We're willing to accept that offer. The customer still feels like they got a great deal on three items. It's not hurting our profit margins. So padding your, your closet with these bins filler items, that way you can accept better offers on bundles. We have seen really good profit from doing that. Definitely. I mean, we went to the bins right before our sales. We went to the the two bins in Texas here. I know like we both personally went to the bins by ourselves too before the sale. And like a lot of those bins items did really well in the sale too. Even yeah. just on their own. Yeah. Especially for I mean, the name your own price sale. It's like, you really don't know what people are going to be offering. And like, it's really hard to get a like a really low offer on a bins item that you wouldn't accept. You know what I mean? Because like most yeah. of the time it's still like it's a good flip regardless. <laughs> Literally, yeah. And that's one thing, you, you know, well, when we get to the Q&A later, one question we got is like one reason people are hesitant to run a sale is because, you know, if your cost of goods is higher, you're paying up for things. Sometimes with your pricing, there's really only like you kind of do have a lowest price that you can accept where we both have liked incorporating you know i don't think we're totally like bins i mean i was kind of going through a phase for a while to be honest but like some people pretty much exclusively source at the bins i think we fall more somewhere in the middle where we're kind of mixing up our sourcing but having those bins items where we are 
shopping from there even like once a quarter does help us have more successful sales because we're able to mix those items in with our offers that we are getting during a sale period. Definitely. And I think just like depending on where you are doing your sourcing will kind of dictate what kind of sale you have too. Cause it's like, if you have a lot of higher priced items, you could do like a two for 50 sale or like two for a hundred. If it's like really, you know what I mean? Like higher priced items rather than name your own price sale. If you're worried about too low of offers too. Yeah. Good point too. And even if you have like even more of like a luxury closet than what we have in our closets, it's, it is kind of interesting to consider like what type of sale to do for you then, because like, I feel like if we were to have like a 20% off sale in our closet, it just, a lot of our stuff is priced a little lower that it wouldn't be that exciting like it'd be like yeah like okay it was twenty dollars now it's sixteen dollars it's just not that exciting of a sale but if you have all stuff that's like two hundred dollars like twenty percent off is substantial then you know what i mean so like different right. sales work for different people for a name your own price sale specifically having the bins items really helps being able to accept almost any offer all right and then our last top secret posh tip for running a sale number five is a package a day keeps the stress away. So this tip is to package up the sales that you're making throughout the sale weekend. Just like keeping up with printing the labels and pulling the inventory daily. Yes, definitely. Otherwise you get to the end of the sale and like, it's so exciting because you like made all these sales, but it can be pretty overwhelming with if you had if you had a lot of items sell and like multiple bundles going on and like it's just like way more packaging than I'm any of us are used to on like our normal week compared to a yes. sale. So any little like prep as you're going through the sale can really help. But we recommend shipping them all out at the end of your sale so then you can take the package picture of all the items you sold together, like all the packages laying out or something. Those are just so fun, like for our own memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) To just have like, oh, I sold all this stuff one weekend. Like how cool. Yeah. I think all like the Poshmark resellers just love when you have a good sales day and you can take a package pick and there's just no better package pick than on a sale weekend. It's just like the extreme of how many sales can be like stacked up. You can take a cute picture next to it. You can take a picture like just of them at the post office or whatever you want to do. But it's like a fun part of being a reseller. And I feel like when you're first starting out reselling, it's like so motivating to see other resellers with like these crazy package picks. So it's kind of fun to get to take your own after a, after a good sale. And that can be like any amount of packages for you, you know, compared to your normal. Like I feel like, oh yeah, it's exciting when you have a larger than normal stack than what you're used to. But yeah, also just the logistics of, like Maddie, I think that's one thing you do really well is anytime you're having a sale, you always start even, even if you don't start actually packaging them and printing the labels, you start like pulling aside the inventory and just keeping a little stack <laughs> Immediately. going. Immediately. <laughs> and that kind of keeps it motivating to keep up with the sale because you're just excited to keep adding things to the pile. Yeah. But also you're just thanking yourself later when you don't have to do that heavy lifting of pulling all the inventory. And I can speak from experience when we were running our name your own price sales most recently, I was like out of town visiting you. And when I got home, it was just so daunting to like, okay, like where to even start of pulling everything. And, and then it just seems like I get stressed out of like, you're going to mix up 
yeah the items and send them to the wrong person or any of that so it just helps keep you more organized if you just do it chunk by chunk and not try to do the whole process at once right especially yeah like with the shipping labels it's like if you have like a million shipping labels printed out it's you know pretty likely that two people have a similar username that you could mix them up so if you like only print out like few of them at a time or like every day of the sale get them going or something that can take some of that stress away but yeah because also it's like I mean you sold almost 100 items I think in your sale maybe more I I don't know even just pulling all of those items out it's like where do you put it all (laughs) you know yeah and then it's confusing of like some of them are in bundles so then I'm like trying to keep piles of bundles going there's just a lot going on when you're trying to do it all at once yeah and you know the goal is to sell as many items as possible. So you want there to be a lot of stuff you sold. It's the double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, last time you ran a sale, you were almost like two on top of it where you were dropping them off at the p- post office like each day. And then you got to the end of it and you were like, I think you're going to get my pick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, best of both worlds is packing them up as you go, but then still saving it till the Monday drop off. Because it's like they're not going to start tracking until Monday anyway. So it's not like slowing it down or anything. But yeah, those are our five top secret tips for running a sale. Definitely give them a try. Let us know how it goes. We've had really good success with running the sales, like we said. So highly recommend giving it a try, especially if your closet's been slow recently. I know that was you'll hear in the goals. That was definitely my experience for April. So yeah. (laughs) All right. Guess what's back. (laughs) After a long hiatus. (laughs) We are finally ready to share our our goals update. You thought it was canceled, but we're back. So we are recording during the first week of May here. So we are going to close out our April goals. Not great for me, to be honest. (laughs) My goal for the month was $800 in sales. And I only made $462, which so clearly, you know, didn't make the goal. And most of that was during my sale. The rest of the month was very quiet, as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, you know, off track on the sale dollar amount there, but still made up a lot of ground. The big reason we haven't been sharing the April goals is because of me. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. When we get to my goals update, you'll see, but no. The sale helped a lot, so I'm thankful for that. And I'm glad I was able to finish the month on like a higher note because the rest of the month was kind of not what I wanted it to be. (laughs) Wah, wah. My non-monetary goal was to clean out my own personal closet and get some of those items listed, bring them to Buffalo Exchange. And like I've said... I have done that. So I think that was a success. I do need to decide the ones that they didn't take at Buffalo Exchange. What do I want to do with them now? Do I want to try try them at Buffalo Exchange again in a different order? <laughs> Mixed <laughs> yes. in with some other items? Do I want to bring them to Play-Doh's? Do I want to list it? So that is something I need to deal with. Also, Bjorn's clothes that he cut from his closet. I have now put them out in my like posh area like 
in the room. So I have to look at them because like, otherwise I have not been dealing with them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those are my April results. (laughs) Amazing. Love to see the turnaround. Yeah. Feeling like we're both like re-inspired that we can drive some good sales for May too. If we need to have another sale the last week, we will just stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) For April for me, I ended up, it was my best month ever, which is really exciting. <gasps> I ended up $4,898. So not oh quite my to my 5000 mark. I thought I was going to get there. I had hope at the end with the sale, but. Still really good. <laughs> really good though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely felt like I turned a corner. And same as you, like the beginning of the month, not good. Like I think <laughs> I was at like 1200 on like. April 16th or 17th, like more than halfway through the month. And I was like, I'm like not on track. And the last two weeks were like really good weeks for me as far as during the sale week. I think I made like 2000 just that week, which is like really crazy for me. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely helped the month goal. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, if I can just keep having weeks like that, that would be excellent. Um, (laughs) And my other goal was to do the 10 listings per day. You know, if you've been listening, that that was just going great last month for me. I feel like that was the big win overall, even more so than the sales, especially with some of the traveling going on. That's always usually when I fall off the consistent listing. Um, But the whole month, I don't think I missed. The only day I missed was that one day that we talked about where I got the half whammy, where I did seven out of 10. And one of the other days in the month, I did list an extra three items to make up for it. So in April, 10 listings per day, average. Wow. And, and then it. You don't need to go into the possible. one with the daylight savings issue again. We were fine. I didn't that. even didn't even mention that. But if you know, you know, there was a blemish. <laughs> but it wasn't real. It was the time zones. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's really good. Like, I know you've had listing goals in the past, and this this was a I've huge success. I've never met them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so hard. I mean, yeah. 10 a day is insane, and that's really good. Great I job. really felt like a reselling business this, with doing that. It was like, yeah, the tasks were happening. It wasn't just like me bopping around, thrifting, trying to list when I can. It was like, it felt serious. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Which I liked. Yeah. So for May here, we're recording here. We're one week in. What are the goals? So we have a joint goal this month. This might be their first ever. I'm kind of excited. I'm just picturing us like back to back. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Both of us wanted to have a goal like this. And we're like, well, might as well just have the same goal. Make it easy on ourselves. So then we both remember what the goal is and actually do it. Yeah. So... When someone likes an item in our closet, we send out a message to them just being like, hey, thanks for checking out my closet. Let me know if you have any questions. And with the Posture VA sending out the offers for us, you know, some of the other like bulk tools on Poshmark, we have been getting really bad at sending out these messages and really want to focus on communicating with buyers because that's something in our control to drive the sales and it is still a really big part of selling, of just communicating with the people that are interested in your items. So our goal for May is to catch up once per day minimum on sending out these messages to people that just liked our items. So 
anyone in the last like 24 hours since the last time we did it that has liked our items, which we can do pretty quickly in the My Shoppers. So this is not like a big time suck of a goal or anything. No. It should be like a- We have no thing. excuse not to. <laughs> exactly. But I think this is really going to help us just be consistent with it and get it back into like a daily routine for us. So that is a joint goal for me. Then for my personal goals, to be honest, I have no idea what to put for a sales goal at this point because all of 2022 has been weird for me. Like January through March, I listed about 10 things. The Those three months was terrible on all the tasks, was not doing a good job on Posh at all because I was busy with other things. And then like this past month, I'm not blaming it on the search, but like ha did not have a good sales month for me. Missed my yeah. goal completely. So I have no idea what to put for a sales goal for May. So we decided. Like we, I was just going to say, like we said, we like in our last episode, we're focusing on what we can control. Right. So it's like, okay, I could just throw a number out there at this point. I, you know, 2021, I was pretty, it was pretty easy to make the goals because it would be like steadily going up the sales amount. So it yeah. was like, just kind of like getting to that next level. But now it's just like been all over the place because my effort into Poshmark has been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know what to put as a baseline. So I think for May, I'm just not having a monetary goal and I'm going to use May as like a goal post for the coming months of like, however May goes, then I'll kind of set my goals based off of that to make them like realistic. That's a lot about what my goals are not. Now I guess I'll share what they are. <laughs> my first goal is going to be to cross list 10 items per week to Mercari and Depop. So that way I have new items going live on both of those platforms and can hopefully get some sales over there as things are a little wonky on Poshmark right now, since that's totally in my control. And then also my second goal is going to be once a week doing the drafting and scheduling of new listings. So I've really wanted to be better about having like more consistent listings, not just listing all in one day. But like with that, somehow I just like stopped the drafting process of like getting them going. <laughs> and yeah. then I just like end up doing nothing. <laughs> and it's terrible. Yeah. So I just have all these pictures in my phone. Like I'm really good at the photography, but really bad at the drafting apparently. So I want to- And I feel like it's that. opposite of like effort level. I feel like photography is harder than just listing up, but- Right. I do all that. And then I just am like, well- Close enough. <laughs> close, close enough. <laughs> So I want to get back into the routine of like getting them all drafted in one session or, you know, close to when I photograph them and then have them all scheduled out. So it's like if I had a haul of like 10 items, scheduling them out so like two items go live each day to kind of like space them out. Or if I only have like three items doing like one a day or something, but just getting the drafting and scheduling as more of like a bulk task. I think is going to be really good for me because otherwise I've just been doing when I have been doing it. It's like, I do one listing a day. It's like so yeah. dumb. It feels good getting in the rhythm and like getting things prepped. I feel like, yeah, it's really motivating. Definitely. So yeah, those are my May goals. What Love are it. your goals for me? 
I'm agreeing with you. We're focusing on the controllables. So I'm also not going to have a sales goal per se. I think we could still like when we do the goals update this month, we can still update with where we're at, but we're just putting less of a focus on like trying to get to a certain mark this month with, with sales. Find something new. Yeah. So for me, my first goal is once a week, I'm going to be trying to send out closet clear out messages. That kind of ties into our joint goal with uh, trying to put a bigger focus on communicating with buyers and kind of going back to basics with something tried and true that, that has worked for us in the past. So I think my goal, the way I'm picturing it going is like on Sundays, because that's been typically a closet clear out day. And it's a couple days after, you know, the Friday offers that we've been sending out. I feel like that's a good day for me to just kind of go through from the last week and just round up everyone. I've already kind of sent them my best offer um, and just try to get some interest going by using that $4.99 shipping discount on that day that Poshmark will pay for. So today I sent out the messages. We've been recording, so I haven't checked back since, but I'm hoping that that will help at least get a few more people looking at my closet and bundling than if I hadn't sent them out. My second goal is another listing goal, since that was just something I felt great about in April. This month's a little busier for me personally, so I'm not going to commit to the 10 a day. That ended up being really hard for me. I know there's other closets that do way more than that and have like way bigger closets, but for me, 10 a day was a lot, dude. Yeah. So (laughs) um, I'm trying to do five per day in May, still scheduling them out for when I'm traveling and if i go to the bins and have a really good haul and i'm able to do more than five great but i'm just gonna try to keep the five per day going all month despite all my like personal plans going on i mean this was the month we've been hinting at that you have a lot going on yeah it's basically the july of last year that it's the july of last rails so i think we're having the family visit we have like Vegas trip we talked about. We have, um, I have a bachelorette that I'm going to be going to. And then who even knows what? And then June, it also looks busy. So I think five <laughs> per day is going to be great. <laughs> but yeah, we'll check back next week on how these goals are going. I'm really excited because they're so in our control, you know, that we can really make yeah. a difference this month. I'm glad to be back with the goals update. We did have a few questions on where it was, so we're back. <laughs> we didn't forget. <laughs> Keeping it real in May with our sales. <laughs> yes. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't feel shy to write us a little positive review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to read that. It helps our podcast grow. Definitely. Also, if you have a question you'd like us to answer on an upcoming episode, feel free to message us on Instagram at SisterSuposh, or you can email us at SisterSuposh at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye.